Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Canines are our passion. They are our addiction. They are our way of life right down to the very core. And without them, we would be lost. The canines of this world really are something to behold. They assist us at work. They accompany us at home. And they perform for us in the field. No matter where we go, they are by our side. Canines really are a ride or die. And for that, we are grateful. This podcast will showcase working canines of various breeds and disciplines as we search for those canines and their handlers who are always striving to be the best at what they do. Those who are always grinding. Those who are always pushing the limits. Those who are always dogging. Join us on our adventures as it is sure to be a wild ride. I'm your host, Bryce Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Stephen Basham. And And this... This is Semper Dogging. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode numero uno of the Semper Dogging podcast. Guys, I am your host, Bryce Matthews, and I am joined by your co-host, Stephen Basham, today. Mr. Basham, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Buddy, I can't complain. Can't complain, been hunting. Yeah. Been staying busy. No, I know. We're going to get into that today. I know. It's going to be good. Guys, we are so glad you have decided to join us over here at the Semper Doggin Podcast. We hope you've uh, maybe seen some of our stuff on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, uh, Semper Doggin Podcast. You can find that over on Facebook. It's a private group just for this podcast and the members of it. A lot of good stuff going on over there. So we have been posting for the last couple months trying to build up to this release date, and I think we're there. We are here. Today's the day. The grand opening. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be a, uh, guys, it's going to be an adventure. Um, me and Bryce, we'll get into it on this podcast, but me and Bryce were brought together by dogs. It's what we eat, breathe. I mean, we just, I mean, that's all we're about. We, we, uh, we eat dogs? No, not really. Uh, hey, actually, <laughs> on a side note, I mean, you, to be honest with you, you could go to Guam and they actually have dog farms just like we have cattle farm. Really? Yes. In Guam? Guam. Didn't know that. Yes, sir. Well, this that right there is some historical information. For this you. podcast already took a turn. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Hey, guys, get ready. It's going to be an adventure. We're here for uh, everything. We're going to go over some uh, different styles of hunting throughout this whole podcast. Uh, not this one in particular, but uh, going forward. Uh, me and Bryce were brought together by it. Uh, we become friends. We're going to get into it on this podcast and... We hope that you, uh, you know, just carry along, come along with us in the journey and uh, become family and friends. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So, you know, today's episode, episode number one here, all about just laying down the groundwork for this podcast and just how we how we got started with this. You know, we have been doing this for a long time. When I say doing this, I mean, you know, Bashman and I hunting together, being buddies, being brothers. Like it it's more than a friendship, yep. you know. It's not a bromance. It's a brotherhood. <laughs> I don't know. If you ask the wife, it's <laughs> Brycey the wifey. That's oh, what she calls you. Oh my gosh. That's what she calls you. Oh, don't have to get on to her. I know it. But no guys, this this has been fun. So, you know, the Deep and Lonely podcast, which I hope you guys have listened to in the past, was awesome. It was amazing. The, the amount of support and um, just feedback we got on that from you guys, the listeners, was amazing over at the Hounds and XP podcast. But I wanted to do something different. I wanted to get out of backing myself into a corner, only having competition coon hunting to talk about. That's my passion. That's my love. But I really, really enjoy working dogs of all forms. And, you know, to do that, I felt like 
I, we need we just needed a little rebranding. So little creative juices started flowing. I started talking to my buddy Basham and you know, we got the idea of, of joining each other and doing the Simper Doggin podcast. So Basham, before we get into the whole concept of Simper Doggin and everything, why don't you go back here and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Give yourself a little bit of credibility because we know you don't have much. No, not, but, not much at all. But give them a little bit. <laughs> give them some insights for those of you who don't know you, who don't follow you on Facebook. They've never drawn you in a hunt. Who is Stephen Basham and why are you here? True. Man, we could we could have a, a few episodes on something like that. So basically, um, I got started coon hunting probably when I was like five or six years old. Um, my dad, <clears throat> which anybody that knows me knows, you know, wherever I am, my dad's typically not too far behind. And, um, so I got started about five or six. I'd always go with my dad every weekend, every, every night that I could. And really it turned into an addiction. Uh, if you ask the wife, it's, it's not just, um, it's not just something that I do as a as a hobby. It's it's who I am. It's embedded in me. I was born with the dogs. If you hear my family talk about it, um, <clears throat> so there I was, you know, as a young kid, just following dad around and um, got different coon hounds throughout the uh, throughout my life, teenage years, and I started competition hunting competitively. My dad was more of a pleasure hunter. He loved going to these, back in the day, you know, a UKC hunt, it was an all-day event. I mean, we had drag races and water races and train contests. And for those that you don't know, the most fun event out of all of them was something called the road cage. And you take this road cage and you put it in the center of a circle and you turn the dog loose and the one that can knock it out of the circle the fastest won the road cage contest road cage contest and that was exciting so we had that uh then you had the hunt so it was just a whole day event and so we used to go to those every weekend me and my dad would and then it just kept evolving from there i took a liking to the competition side of it going out and competing and training and competing um kind of fast forwarding through all my teenage years, just to kind of make this a little shorter. Um, <clears throat> I joined the Marine Corps and left um, the ability to be able to coon hunt. I went out to California and lived my life out there. Ended up going overseas quite a few times and uh, came back. I got out of the Marine Corps the first time somewhere around 2007. Uh, came back to Dad's house Worked a little bit, went back into the Marine Corps. Uh, I got stationed in North Carolina, and that's where I finally picked up coon hunting again and uh, started coon hunting hot and heavy over there, uh, handling dogs for multiple people and really competition hunting. Deployed one time, came back, and then the <clears throat> evolution of me as a houndsman began to grow even more. So, backing up just a hair whenever I was younger we had rabbit dogs and squirrel dogs and coon dogs and I mean anything that had a dog to do with it we had obviously labs as a pet so everything that I've done from a kid was just dogs 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 related now going back to the present as far as in the Marine Corps uh, the Marine Corps created a program called the IDD detector dog. Basically what we did is we took Labrador retrievers that were in the field trial world. So field champion bird dogs. And we took them and we took the bird aspect away from it. And we imprinted these dogs on, um, <clears throat> Deck cord, ammonium nitrate, C4, just all your bomb-making materials that we were seeing in our area of operations overseas. And we imprinted these Labrador retrievers on it. So I went to a school in Southern Pines, North Carolina called K2 Solutions. And they actually taught me how to train these handlers. And I became the kennel master, 2nd Battalion, 8th Marines. 
And so that's kind of where the evolution of me um, as a dog man um, really kind of took a big different out of the hunting world into the service world. But for me, it's just, man, everything that embodies me, if you know me as a person, I'm just, dogs are my thing. Um, I like dogs more than I do people. Uh, I mean, it's just, I think most of us that are in this world would say that. There's just a common bond between a man and his best friend, and that's a dog. And so on this podcast, guys, that's what it's all about. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps sitting here talking about it just because if you wholeheartedly live it like we do, you understand um, the validity of what we're talking about, and that is that a dog brings something out in you that people just can't. Uh, When you're having a bad day, they're there no matter what. When you're having a good day, they're there to share in it. And just something about a dog just brings a person up. And that's just been me my whole life. Um, I've competition hunted. I've competed on the top level. I've competed on the lower level. I've had good times at competition hunts. And I've had the bad times. But I think what keeps me going back is just the love of the dogs. um, Taking something that is nothing and making it something. And so um, I guess in a nutshell, that's kind of my story there Bryce yeah man you know I've heard that story a hundred times and and every time I still enjoy hearing it because you can just hear the passion in it I mean that's what you do and and it's the same for me you know it's a little bit different for me I'll give you guys a little bit of background on myself here if you guys listen to Simper or the uh, Deep and Lonely podcast you've heard it before but you know we're we're really hoping that we've got some new listeners today so just bear with us and 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 give us a chance on this podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's new for both of us, but it's going to be good. I think that's all me and you both are after is just a chance, a chance to uh, show that <clears throat> the passion that we have and just follow us in, on our endeavors. Cause it's not for those of you that aren't into coon hunting. That's not what this podcast is about. This is not a coon hunting podcast. You know, during this podcast, we're going to go through every walk of life that a dog does all the way down to just the pets in the house. Uh, You know, we're going to talk to different people and that's what we hope that you guys join with us and follow along because it's truly a passion. For sure. So, you know, a little bit about myself. I grew up uh, born in North Carolina, raised here in Indiana, but I always had family down in North Carolina on my dad's side. And we would go down there in the winter times, and we'd go deer hunting with my granddaddy. And, you know, the deer hunting down there in North Carolina that we did wasn't like the stand still hunting that we do here in Indiana. You know, it, it's running deer dogs down there. And that those are some of my fondest memories as a kid is going down there and running those deer hounds with my granddaddy and my dad. I mean, it was just – it was an amazing time. And so that's kind of probably where my – love for dogs started was running those deer hounds down there in North Carolina. And when I only got to do that in the wintertime in December that, you know, once a year, we, cause we couldn't do that here in Indiana. So, you know, most of my early childhood career or childhood, I, I didn't have a hunting dog. We always had house dogs, um, had yellow labs and boxers and, uh, well, we had a miniature pincher. We had all kinds of different dogs, but no hunting dogs. Fast forward to college, and I've got a buddy that I'm taking some classes with, and he's like, hey, man, uh, you want to go coon hunting this weekend? And I was like, I guess. I mean, I like to hunt. I'm, I'm a big deer hunter, but I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, what is coon hunting really like? He's like, with the dogs. I was like, well, if it's got a dog and we can hunt it, like, yeah, I'm in. I'll try it, you know. And that, my buddy was Quentin Chloe. I got to give him a little shout out because he's the one who started this whole thing. And so we went out. We had a blackmouth cur. Uh, one-eyed Kate is her name for obvious reasons. She's only got one eye. But that little jip, man, she she started something for me that is, will last until the day that I die. We went coon hunting that night. We treed several coons. And then we went squirrel hunting the next morning, me, him, and his dad. And we treated three-man limited squirrels with the same dog. 
And it absolutely blew my mind that a dog was able to do that, like just be so versatile. And she lived in the house on top of that. You know, when we got done hunting, she lived in the house with them. So she was your best friend during the day. She'd go out with you, coon hunt at night, wake up in the morning, squirrel hunt. Like she just knew, she knew what time it was based on the time of day. And, and that really left a lasting impression on me. And from that moment, I was hooked. Um, went out, got myself a coon dog, found him on Craigslist, just a registered or a grade dog, wasn't even registered. Started pleasure hunting him a little bit, um, really enjoyed it. Then I found out there was competitions and I'm a com- competitive person by nature. So decide, all right, this dog that I have now, he's probably not good, for the, good enough for these competitions. Went out and found a dog that I thought was. Lo and behold, now she she wasn't, you know, um, but it was fun. And through the trial and error and meeting different people, I have evolved as a houndsman, mainly in the coonhound world. But like as Basham said earlier, I've met a million people through dogs. I met Basham through dogs. Yep. And, you know, now I'm. Very the last five years, I've went down to Virginia to go bear hunting with a good buddy of ours, Heath Hyatt. Go down there and run those bear dogs. Um, recently, I've gotten into some uh, doing some squirrel hunting up north with a buddy and his cur dogs. Been doing quite a bit of that here recently. Uh, got into coyote hunting down in Kentucky. Been doing that, you know. With old Dalton, yeah, Dalton Hillard. You know, um, watching his scent hounds and his sight hounds work. Which the sight hounds I'd never been around until about two months ago. Yeah, and I've got a newfound passion for these dogs. I, I don't. I don't. It's an appreciation and it's a passion. Like they are freaking awesome. They're fast. They're cool, man. Like it's great. And and we've got a story. We have a podcast for you on that. Um, you know, covering those types of things. But these coon hounds have opened the doors to so many different types of hound sports and things that I never knew were possible. I didn't know they were out there. And, you know, I've been doing this for nine years now. I got into coon hunting when I was 20 years old. I'm, I'm 29. And it's been the best nine years of my life. Honestly, I can say that. You know, I've met my, my fiance, my future wife. We're getting married in August. I met her through coon hounds. I met her through Basham yep. and coon hounds. Yep. You know, you know, you were right there with me yep. the day that I met her. <laughs> and That's a whole nother story. It is. It is. But it, it's just the, the bond that you and I have as, a, as brothers and these dogs that it's brought to us, like, you were hype man at that point in time. Absolutely. You were doing your thing and I was just there to be your equipment manager. Yep. But it's worked out, you know, and, and those are the kind of stories and passions we want to share with you guys. Um, you know, we've got several different disciplines of people lined up on this podcast for you, for you guys to learn with us, to grow and evolve as houndsmen and women with us, you know, um, the the concept of simper dogging, I'm gonna let Basham get, turn. I'm gonna turn it over to Basham. I'm gonna let him explain it to you guys because this is really his brainchild, but it's something that I have believed in and supported since he told me about it. That he has, guys. That he has. He's he was actually before he ever decided to come on to join me in the podcast. He. <clears throat> he really pushed, um, saying that he thought it could be bigger. He thought it could be better. And, um, so here we are now. So kind of where it all started, Semper Dogan. Um, too, I'm, I'm actually getting cold chills thinking about it just because it means that much to me. Um, <clears throat> so Semper Dogan, um, I obviously, as you know, as anybody knows, I hunt probably as hard as just about anybody, or I did. <laughs> I've kind of taken a break for a little bit as this podcast is aired. I'm doing a lot of working right now, but Semper Dogging, what does it mean? So <clears throat> I was kind of going along, and I had been working as an electrician for a while, and uh, a bigger company came and bought my company out, and they kind of shut us down. And at that point in time, I was hunting quite a bit. And I had had many people ask me, hey, what would you charge to hunt a dog for a month for me? And so I kind of gave them a figure and I started hunting. And as I started hunting, I was like, man, I like this. 
maybe I could just do this for a while, you know, as my main source of income. So I started hunting pretty hard, you know, six days a week. I'd work, I mean, I'd hunt from, you know, nine o'clock at night to four or five o'clock in the morning, about five, six nights a week, you know. Um, So I started hunting for the public. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I think this would be a good opportunity to kind of start my own brand, start my own, you know, not just kennel club, but my own brand of, you know, training dogs and something that meant something to me. So I sat down and I came up with a million, anybody that's ever named a company, whoo, you go through a million different ideas. You know, I, Dog 101, Coon Hunting Extreme, you know, like I came up with some of the dumbest names that I that you would ever hear. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting down one day and I thought, what means something to me? Because if, you know, it's kind of like if you've met me, you know that I've got tattoos and <clears throat> I don't ever get one unless it means something to me. And here I was, I was starting a new endeavor, and I was like, what means something to me? And the first thing that popped in my head was Semper Fidelis. And anybody that doesn't know Semper Fidelis, Marine Corps motto, it means always faithful. And I broke it down, and I said, okay, so Semper is always, and Fidelis is faithful. Well, if I'm always coon hunting, then let's do Semper and I didn't really have another word for it at first. I said, simper coon hunting, simper hunting, simper tree walker coon hound, simper. And I just kept going through. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, I'm from Kentucky. I'm a little redneck. Let's just use a redneck term. Simper dogging. And it stuck. It, it stuck. And from that point forward... Um, I kind of started off slow. I started a, uh, Doggin' Tuesday, which we are going to bring back Doggin' Tuesdays. Absolutely. So you guys can join us over on our Facebook page, the Semper Doggin' Podcast. And on Tuesdays, Basham and I, it's going to be actually every other Tuesday. Yes, sir. Uh, Basham and I are going to get on and do a Facebook live. It's going to be the first and third Tuesdays of each month. Um, you guys can join us. We'll let you know the times, you know, prior to that. Um, but after, after we do those dog and Tuesdays, the subsequent weeks, the second and fourth will be when this podcast comes out of the month. Um, so first, first Tuesday of the month, dog and Tuesday on Facebook live at our Facebook group. Second, um, second week of the month, we're going to have the podcast coming out third week. Dog and Tuesday, fourth week podcast. So that's going to be a little bit um, of the format of this. But Basham, go ahead and keep going with the Semper Dog, and I just want to interject there. Oh, no problem, buddy. So yeah, that's where it all started was the Dog and Tuesdays. And uh, man, I got good feedback on it. You know, everybody liked just joining in. And what I liked about it was it was it was live and it was raw. And Bryce, I go kind of into my pushback when he first brought it to me about doing a podcast. One thing that I always said on my dog and Tuesdays was, Hey guys, this is not recorded. This is not edited. This is raw. It's right at you. Here we are. Let's talk about it. And then now here I am doing a podcast. So it kind of evolved, but Bryce would always say, man, I think, I think you got something there. I really would like to see you push forward, push forward. And lo and behold, I I think things happen in your life for a reason. And some unfortunate incidences happened uh, to me that caused me to kind of step away from competition hunting. And I believe whenever I stepped away, I found my passion again in that it's not about competing. It's about the dog. I found, uh, well, I've got two in particular, but there's one dog that kind of hits a spot between me and Bryce. It's the dog that <clears throat> just really brought me and him together um, more than friends, 
but more like brothers riding down the road. And that's Duncan Hit the Spot. And he is owned by Tiffany and Jeffrey Davis of Mississippi. Um, they sent him back to me. He wasn't he wasn't doing exactly the way he was when I had him up here and I won sevens at the UKC World and won at Autumn Oaks and doubled up at Super Stakes and as all as a one year old. <clears throat> and so I told Jeffrey, I said, you know, after my unfortunate incidences, I told Jeffrey that this winter I just wanted to just me and Spot go back to the way it was, 13, 14 years old, sneaking out of the house, putting a five-gallon bucket next to the window so that I could get out of the window in the middle of the night after I heard Dad starting to snore. And then I'd sneak back in at 5.30 in the morning and act like I was asleep so that they could wake me up to go to school the next morning and then get kicked out of school for sleeping. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of where it all evolved from. Um, and then Bryce called me one day and he said, uh, well, actually I called him and I said, Hey man, I need help. He said, what do you got? I said, well, I've got two dogs that need to be hunted at Ripley, Tennessee. And I'm only one man. You think you can help me? And he said, yep. He said, uh, I'll handle one for you. He said, there's something that I've been wanting to talk to you about anyways. And so he threw the idea of, turning the deep and lonely podcast into simper doggin and that's kind of where we are that's kind of where simper doggin came from always faithful to always doggin i believe both traits uh embody what we're about here at simper doggin we're always faithful to always doggin yeah absolutely guys and you know basham and i we've run up and down these roads together for years now um it's when we I don't know. We chase these dogs to all these hunts. We explore new territories. We go to different states together. I mean, to Arkansas. You want yeah. to go back to Arkansas, bud? Yeah, we can go back to Arkansas. Yeah, I mean that was okay. We, I mean, we've been to Arkansas. We've been to Mississippi. We've been to uh, Virginia. I, just all over the place. Anywhere southern, southeastern. You, we've been there. You know, we ride down the road all the time. Basham's always driving. I'm usually sleeping, but. When I'm awake, we have really good conversation, you know, just about life. And I thought that, you know, that on that trip that he mentioned over there to Ripley, Tennessee, this would be a good chance to pitch it. Like, he's got the idea. He's got, he's got the knowledge. I already had a podcast platform with Deep and Lonely. I was wanting to do something a little different. Let's marry the two together, you know. Why not jump into this with somebody who... I've done everything else with, you know, yep. what's, what's different about this, yep. you know, great idea, good platform. Let's see what we can do with it. And it might flop. I don't think it will. You know what though? And you know, I've, as this has evolved and obviously people in your circle know about it, people in my circle know about it and you know, you'll get those people that'll say, Hey, this ain't going to work or, you know, starting an an endeavor like this with someone so close to you, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to uh, develop it into something. And here's what I've told every single person that I've talked to: even if all this ever ends up being is two buddies sharing stories on a podcast, I'm fine with that. Me too, because guess what? We'll be able to go back and listen to them. You know, yep. It's it's a recording session. Yep. It's going to be good. But, you know, just to give you guys a little bit more about the format of this show. So, we already mentioned the first and third Tuesdays of the month are going to be Dog and Tuesdays on Facebook. The second and fourth Fridays of the month are going to be when the podcast releases. This podcast is not going to be about just coon hunting. It's not just squirrel hunting. It's not just agility dogs. It's not just bomb dogs. It's not just police dogs. It's not just mountain lion dogs, coyote dogs, rabbit dogs. Whatever, bird dogs, it's not any of those in particular. It's about that wiener dog that you have laying on the couch or that little uh, toy miniature chihuahua that follows you to bed every morning or sits outside the bathroom door waiting for you to get done, you know, taking your shower. This podcast is going to embody dogs in general. Of, of all kinds. And we are going to explore those we're gonna hopefully learn more about them and teach you guys a little something along the way not necessarily from us 
but for the people who we have as guests on this show who are experts in that field or who are passionate about what they do. You know, not everybody we talk to is going to be an expert, but they're going to have passion, yes. just like us. Yes. And I think passion goes a long way. I think passion goes further than knowledge in a lot of avenues. I think passion will get you to knowledge. Yep. I do. So, you know, we've already got guests lined up who who we've already pre-recorded with before this come out. We've got Lane Denny going to be coming to you, competition coon hunting. Oh, Lane. We've got Heath Hyatt coming to you, bear hunter, big time bear hunter down in Virginia. Dalton Hillard, we've already recorded with him. Coyote. Coyotes, running greyhounds, um, running walker hounds, trig hounds, all different kinds of dogs to, to marry Mary, all different, all these different disciplines together to complete one goal, which is to hunt a coyote. To me, that's that's a work of art. It's beautiful. Oh, it definitely is. It takes a lot of time and a lot of passion to do anything with a dog. You know, I, I talk to guys all the time and I tell them about the endeavor that I'm on, and they're, you know, even in my work of being an electrician, they're like, "Oh man, I've got this dog at the house, and I'd really <laughs> like to teach it obedience training, and you know, this, that, and the other." And I tell them, I say. The hardest thing is not to train the dog. It's to train the human. Because the dog is consistent in everything it does. The human is not. Right. So, you know, we've got um, guests who we have not recorded with yet, but have agreed to come on here and talk to us. We've got Calvin Redhouse with Res Hounds out there in Arizona. He, you know, former, um, he was in the Marines, I believe he was. Uh, but now he's out there running mountain lions, bobcats, bears, uh, we've got Hannah Falling said she's going to come on. She's a coon hunter. She's running a, is it American Bulldog on Flyball? Don't hold us to that because I know there is. There's a certain a, term. Yeah, there's a certain term and, and they get kind of uh, bent out of shape if you don't use the right term. Yes, so. but it's really cool what she's doing. I watched her on Facebook. I've, I've watched all the steps where she's trained this dog Piston, I think is his name. Yep. He was a show dog and now she's running him in this event called Flyball. Yes, and then, do, and then doing her uh, pet grooming. Yeah, absolutely. So she's already agreed to come on here. So, guys, we've got all these different types of people who we've already recorded with, we've already got promises to come in here and record with us on that are all in different aspects. But it's not just going to be a mumble-jumble every no. other week of something different. We are going to, hopefully, and this is just a plan, we're thinking out loud here, spend a few weeks talking about coyotes with those the coyote hounds with those in that field from east the eastern border all the way to the that goes the guys out west talking about the different types of hunting going to bear hunting the guys from the north all the way down from the guys to the south the coon hunters from your local behind the barn pleasure hunter to the elite handlers of right now spend weeks a few weeks on each of those things to get a better dive, a better learning and understanding in each of those before we jump around to the next thing. Um, I don't want it to be jumping around all the time. Yeah. That gets confusing. Oh, it does. What's what's next? So, so basically what we're going to try to do here, guys, is obviously bear hunting with dogs happens at a certain time of year. Yep. Um, so there's certain... There's certain aspects that are only going to happen certain times of the year, like bear hunting and different things like that. Obviously, we're blessed as coon hunters. We can do it anytime we want. Um, here in Indiana, at least. Yeah, here in Indiana. So we're going to spend, um, and this will be something we come out with a little later down the road as far as an actual schedule. It's something that... Uh, me and Bryce are kind of fly by our seats, so we're kind of thinking out loud on the podcast. So if you listen to our podcast and you join us every week, Tuesdays, Dogging Tuesday, the following Friday, the podcast will release the following Tuesday. If you follow along with us, you will see the evolution of Semper Doggin, because we are not two guys that really... Say, ha, huh, six months from now, we want to do this. You're going to see us sitting here, you know, moving our gums, talking, and all of a sudden, it's going to be born. So follow along with us. Follow it's, along with the adventure. It's not just me and Bryce. No, not That's at all. what we want you guys to understand. Semper Dogan is not Bryce Matthews and Stephen Basham. It is every dog man and every dog woman 
out there. This is what we all embody. Absolutely. So I think it's going to be fun. Um, do you want to go into a little bit of our our overall goals, missions, and maybe some future plans here at the podcast, just to plant the seed of where we, we have big visions. If any of you guys have ever talked to me or Basham, we are dreamers. Our wives call us crazy, but we think big, big. Where do you think it can go? <sighs> what do you think? What? Just tell our listeners Ooh. our overall goal, right. mission, and maybe some future plans. So here we go. Um, me and Bryce were driving down the road. Ripley, Tennessee. And Bryce looked over at me and he goes, man, how far do you think Semper Dogan can really go if we do this? And I said, bud, the sky's the limit. I said, if you really want my honest opinion, I think it's as far as we push it to go. You look at PetSmart. You look at anywhere. My number one, my number one example to Bryce was Mossy Oak. I said, if you go back and look at the history of Mossy Oak, they started out as just stickers. They started out as just selling shirts. Now what are they doing? They're making tree stands. They're making guns, you know, putting wraps on guns. They're they're a multi-million dollar company. I'm not saying me and Bryce Matthews are going to be a multi-million dollar owners, but I think... Making our own dog food, you know, making our own dog houses, you know, having stuff. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? But at the very worst, it's two buddies on a podcast sharing adventures with other dogmen, other dog women. My kids will forever be able, when I go, they'll be forever be able to hear these recordings they'll be able to go back and say that's my dad that's the passion that he had that's what he loved and at at the worst that's what we have but at the best who knows and so when you talk about our vision statement when you talk about where we want to go um i have a passion i have something that probably means just as much to me as dogs and that's my military brothers that is my wounded brothers. That is the brothers that I served with. Um, anybody that, that's been around me, I don't really talk too much about my military career. Um, I did a lot of, a lot of um, deployments overseas and spent, uh, I think I counted it up one time and I was up to a hundred and something months overseas. And so I've spent a lot of time, done a lot of things and uh, helping uh, there's a lot of, and I told Bryce, I didn't just want to be like everybody else. Cause Bryce asked me, he said, I really would like to help vets, you know, like wounded warrior, this or that or the other. And I said, I really don't want to be like everybody else. I kind of want to be unique in our own kind of way. And we're not sure where that's going to go yet. Um, right before this recording, me and Bryce were kind of talking about it and he asked me he said should we mention what we eventually want to do and I said do you know exactly what we want to do and he said no and I said then let's just leave it broad we would like to in some way shape or form some of the prophets if there ever is any big 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 if big if if this thing ever takes off and there are prophets we would like to take a biggest majority of that and to either some way, shape or form help um, a vet go on a style of a hunt that he's never been on or more importantly to me, help train or purchase a service dog for a vet. Um, Just somewhere in that lines. Like I said, guys, (laughs) you are on the ground floor. So we ask you to join us on this endeavor because it's never just going to be me and Bryce. We we're neither one of us are made of money. And so that's not what this podcast is about whatsoever. It's about a passion, but we are not going to be able to do this alone. So we ask that you join with us and seeing where this can go, uh, embodying it with us that is kind of our mission it's not just me and bryce it's 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 all of us it's all of us as dog men dog women um but eventually we would like it to we would like to take it to 
unfound territory within ourselves, help veterans out wherever we possibly can and kind of go that route. Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it's bigger than that for me. Like you said, we don't know where this is going to go, but if it ever does go somewhere, I want to give back. There's been several people who have mentored me along the way and helped me out along the way. And the least that I can do is pay that forward, you know, for somebody who's given the ultimate thing they can give to our country. That's to serve. And if they're they're down and out and they need a little help and we can help them through this podcast, that's what I want to do. I hope that the listeners hear when you hear Bryce talk, there's different levels to Bryce, okay? Everybody knows. <laughs> I know people say that I'm loud, but whoo, man, he gets excited. All right, so there's different levels of Bryce. Um, there's different levels of me, and I hope, I hope and pray that you guys hear the sincerity and the passion in our hearts, not just for dogs, but for each other as, as houndsmen, for the camaraderie that we that we build between each other running up and down the roads sleeping in the same hotel rooms doing this duffel bags thrown in the back lights everywhere well my lights everywhere bryce anybody that knows bryce has got to have his hair dryer easy now i just live an organized life okay yeah let's 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 ask nikki about that oh it's organized let's ask nikki it's organized (laughs) Where'd you find your vest? In the closet. On the side of the road, or did you have to go pick it up? Oh, I did have to go do that. I was in a rental car. Gosh darn it. My organized system got thrown off. So as you see, guys, we are not the type of podcast that is going to have a script. (laughs) We are going to kind of, we're going to bounce all over the place, but we're going to try to stay. He's going to more so than me try to keep me on track. That's a task. Because I see a squirrel and uh, I like to chase it. So Absolutely. So, guys, it's going to be fun. It really is going to be fun. Um, I'm getting ready to hit Basham with something right now that I didn't even talk to him about before oh, here. So here we go. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. Give me one of your favorite stories of you and I together. It can be funny. It can be embarrassing. Oh. Give me something. Man. All right. Um, honestly, probably one of the funniest, and it didn't even really involve us together, was I was um, I was actually, uh, I got two dogs qualified for the UKC World Hunt. And I had called Johnny Hamilton, and I had said, hey, man, are you going down there? And he said, no, I'm working. And I said, dang it. I said, I kind of need somebody else to handle a dog for me and he said well he said i got this young guy he's all into it he said he don't know much about the rules but he can strike and tree a dog i said hey that's good enough whatever you know (laughs) beggars can't be chooser i'll take the bottom of the barrel and so he hooked me up with bryce well thursday the dog that i was hunting came in heat and bryce had already hunted with the male dog a couple times and so I told him, I said, I'm not going to take the dog away from you. Come and get the dog. I'm actually just going to go to work. Uh, you know, I didn't know Bryce very well at this time. And I was just like, man, I don't know this kid. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to let him go hunting. And so he said, okay. He said, uh, I'm always early. So what time do I need to be up there? And I said, man, it's a UKC hunt. I said, deadline's probably going to be like seven o'clock. He said, all right, I'll get up there at 6. And I get a phone call from Bryce, and Bryce says, buddy, the deadline was at 3 (laughs) o'clock. Oh, I was so ready to go, too. Oh, he was so mad. I didn't even know where to find the information, or else I would have found it myself, and we wouldn't have been in this predicament. He was so mad, and I said, well, he said, that's okay. I'll come back tomorrow. I said, Bryce... The thing about the UKC zones is if you get scratched one night, you can't hunt the other. <laughs> <laughs> that made it that made it 10 times worse and uh I will say that he never ever ever lets me live it down. If we're talking about going to a hunt together, he will say, 
Well, let me get online and verify the deadline information. Yeah, absolutely, because I'm not getting stuck with that again. I was so pumped up, and it was just like somebody took a daggone Swiss Army knife and popped my balloon. Honestly, probably, if if I was sitting here being honest with me and you, probably the time you have more reasons than I do, but probably the time that sticks out the most with me and you was our run to the UKC world. Oh, it was great. Uh, not only because that's where you met Nikki and your future wife and your future family and all, all of that, but it was, I think that hunt there bonded us as, you know, because I was hunting, uh, you know, people thought we were crazy on Facebook, you know, going live, you know, some people took offense saying that we were being arrogant, which we weren't, we were just, we were just enjoying it. Win, lose, or draw. If you, uh, you know, um, it was just, it was just a wonderful time between two friends just living uh, in the moment. If you ask, and I'll tell you who can, I've heard him tell the story two or three times, and that's old Jason Coop, old Cooper. Yep. He will tell you, and it's probably because he blew me out of the water. Yeah. And I had to emphasize that just like that because that's bad. exactly what happened. The wheels fell off the train. He said that the final nine cast that me and him was on or was no no wasn't final nine it was was final seven final wasn't it final something we were heads up it was less than 10 yep we were heads up uh it was late round friday night at the ukc world it was me it was spot against outlaw and the first tree i thought i had him licked possum I thought I had him licked. We tried everything we could to get him to think it was a possum. I thought I had... Well, no, I had first and first on that one anyways. He had second and second. So I was like, oh, I've got him. What I didn't know was Outlaw was good at going 25 yards and treeing another one. Oh, yeah. The possum wasn't the first tree. Yeah, that one. No, there was just a really, really white coon. We were trying to get him to think it was a possum. That wasn't the first tree. I messed that that up. That was like like the fourth or fifth coon that he treed. I've slept since then. Yeah, it was. So I got the first and first on him, and then he went 25 yards and jammed one, and then went 40 yards and jammed one, and then went, yeah. It was bad. But anyways, Coop will tell you that he never met two guys that enjoyed losing <laughs> as much as me and Bryce. And it wasn't that we enjoyed losing. Me and Bryce were just enjoying the ride. It was and a ride. And so I think if you really look at the aspects and everything that came out of that weekend, uh, for me, it wasn't even just that. For me, it's also the something that you don't know. It, it's the friendship and the family atmosphere that I have built with Jeffrey Davis Tiffany Davis, uh, that I have built with Michelle Roberts and Ben Roberts, that family is phenomenal. Love them to death. It's a relationship that I've built with them through Spot. So that dog, a lot. That dog has brought a lot onto our plate. Yes. That weekend probably embodies and is probably the focal point of me and you our friendship our brotherhood the whole nine yards yep i agree uh guys we're gonna wrap this up here i don't want to drag this out too long but i do want to mention our two sponsors that we've got for this show they're gonna be helping us out we cannot do this without a little bit of help it's not cheap to put these things on um that's that's just the bottom line it's not we had to have a little help and we've got two companies who are ready to take on this journey with us. They're ready to, to help us out. They know it's not going to be crazy good right off the bat, but they're ready to join us. And that is Froggy Bottom Outdoors and Never Satisfied Off-Road. So you guys be listening to future episodes. Don't skip right through the ad section in the episodes. I need you guys to listen to what these two companies have going on, what they have to offer, because it's good for all hound hunters in general they're gonna have something to offer everybody so please don't skip right through the ad sections in the future episodes take a minute listen to what they have to offer it's gonna help you out in the long run 
if you want to support us, you'll go support the sponsors. Uh, like I said, this is a ride for all of us. Uh, jump on board. Be with us from beginning to end. Um, help our sponsors out. They help us out. They believe in our product. Uh, you know, we went to them and talked to them about our vision. We had to give them our vision statement, our mission statement. We had to give to give them our sales pitch, shall you say, and tell them who we were. And uh, they've come on board. They they want to help us on this endeavor. So we ask you to support them as you support us. Yep, absolutely. So, guys, we're going to wrap it up on this. And Basham, you got anything else you want to close out with? Uh, no, I just I appreciate I appreciate everything you do, Bryce. Um, not just saying that. Um, I think, especially in this time right now, with me uh, for being away from town and working so much, uh, this thing doesn't go where it's supposed to go without you. Uh, I appreciate you not only as a friend but as a brother, and now as a co-founder of <laughs> Semper Dogan. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good. It ain't no sweat. You know, it's something that I enjoy to do. And they say when you enjoy what you're doing, it's really not work, right? Yep. So no, it's good guys. Like I said, we've already got several, um, episodes recorded. They're logged. They're, they're in the pipeline. They're yep. ready to come to you. They're good. Yes. They're probably better than this one. Actually, I know they are. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just me and you rambling. Yeah, I know it. It's not just us rambling. It's a little bit more uh, thought out. Absolutely. So, guys, stay tuned to that. Like I said, every other week, uh, Dog and Tuesday, the off weeks of that are going to be the podcast released on Fridays. First and third is Dog and Tuesday. Second and fourth, Simper Dog and Podcast. Um, be sure to head over to our Facebook page. Join us over there. Interact with us over there. We want to talk to you guys. We want to see your pictures. We want to see your videos. We want this to be a family. Yeah, and just stay tuned. I mean, we're going to be doing all kinds of things to promote this. I mean, anybody that's ever started anything knows that you you know we're going to have giveaways. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. We're you know we're going to have like and share. We've already done giveaways. Yep. Yeah, we already have. So head on over the Facebook there. group. Head over there. You gave away a tumbler. Gave away a leather wrap tumbler. I gave away a license plate. Yes, sir. So just head on over to our Facebook page. Follow us. Uh, we'll be getting some more out there to give away, uh, to have some like and shares, and we'll spin that wheel. And like I said, guys, and embrace us. Bring us along. Y'all come along with us. Let's build this up. Let's create that family atmosphere that uh, I think everybody would agree is missing in today's um hunting world absolutely guys so we're gonna wrap this one up we're done we'll catch you on the next one until then keep dogging